Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Oh, good morning. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast. We are on location this morning. They've let us out of the studio, Tim, here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay, just near Woolworths, out the back there off the main road, Sandy Bay Road. Beautiful part of the world, Brent, Sandy Bay. Balmy conditions. We're all rugged up here. I'm good, actually. you good? Yeah. yeah. You were in a T-shirt not long ago. You got the uh, the beautiful New Balance hoodie on now. <laughs> I do. Thank what are you. they sling you to wear? New no, Balance? nothing, nothing. I buy these, Brent. Yeah, right. And all the shoes. Yeah, sure. I do. <laughs> you never open your wallet ever. <laughs> Can't believe that. Hey, this is going to be fun this morning. We've got lots of giveaways here at Chemist Warehouse. We've got basketballs. We've got footies. We've show got bags. show bags. We've got Chemist Warehouse gift cards as well. I'll tell you what, the show bags look packed with some pretty good stuff too. Not too bad, not too bad. So if you had a loose end this morning, come down, say day, and we'll have some fun here. We've got lots to get through as well. We've got the Hobart Hurricanes joining us here in Sandy Bay. Looking forward to talking to them. We're going to talk to Melbourne United assistant coach to Jacob Chance, who was with our Jack Jumpers as recently as last season, but left to go to United. A big game coming up at My State Bank Arena tonight. Looking forward to that. Richard Welsh will join us as well to talk uh, Bernie 10, which is happening this weekend. A massive event up there. I think over 2,000 people taking part in that. You were saying off air he's a bit anti-stadium as well. Very yeah. anti-stadium. Oh, are we going to chat to him about that? Well, I think, I think it'd be rude not See to. See what he thinks of um, 2.0. Yes. Yes. Now, Brent, what we've got here, I don't know if you've noticed, we've got giveaways. Mm-hmm. Left, right and centre. We've got banjos, savouries, coffees. We've got this is the big one. Five, four? Five, I think. One, Count two, them. three, five $50 gift vouchers yes. that you can spend in store here this morning at Chemist Warehouse if you use the code word HAMMER. So you've got to come in, spend 50 bucks. If you mention the word HAMMER, you get the $50 gift card to go on top of it. Come and see Outstanding. us. Outstanding. Come and see us. Exactly right. Tim's happy to sign autographs. Hamish's happy to sign autographs. Just make an orderly cue, though. Absolutely. The other thing that... Uh, We've spoken about a lot on this show is me leaving my keys in the ignition. <laughs> yes. And the Kia being a beautiful drive. Well, we've parked it just here. The keys are in the ignition. If anyone wants to take it for a spin, come over today, use the same code word, hammer, and you can take it for a spin. <laughs> and we'll watch you drive it off live. It'll be fantastic. But we start with the preamble, Tim, as we do. Now, this got my attention the other morning. When we're not on air, I like to listen to SEN Breakfast. Oh, obviously. On Tuesday, I tuned in, and this is what I heard. Great to be with you. We've got a very big show, the McCafe menu. Dean Coleman, he's an engineer for the Macquarie Point Stadium down there in Tassie. An unbelievable setup. We're going to get full detail on that and work out whether that's going to be the one that will get the Tasmanian people right across the line for their new team. James Leake, he's a prospect. He's an AFL draft prospect. We like speaking to those young men. So there you go. Well, hang on. When was that? <laughs> that was on Where, Tuesday. are we Monday, Friday? We're Monday, Friday. And they've gone with all of the guests that we've had in the last month in one show. A Tassie Ooh. edition. Ta- that's great, though. I love that we're obviously new down here in Tassie. New yes. show. A bit of a new, we're a new arm of yeah. the SEN network. So it's great of the big boys to start <laughs> pushing the Tasmanian stories and to get them out on the mainland we've we've opened the door and now Tim and Gary are running with it. Did you like Fantastic. Gary's nickname for James Leake? Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Slash. Slasher. <laughs> <laughs> It was brilliant. Uh, he was did, it confirmed? Another great... No, he didn't. He said it was leaky, his what? name. <laughs> so I guess you just run with it. I think Slash will, slash will stick. <laughs> it's standing, I thought. Now, the other thing that came up too, I think it was either the same day or the day after, 
The boys decided to name their SEN Tassie Cricket... Sorry, not SEN Tassie. SEN Cricket 11. So right. everyone that works for SEN, they come up with an 11. No, I did get a few texts through about this, so this I am aware of. Now, this is really awkward, Tim, because you weren't in it. The former test captain was not in the 11. Well, I don't think I was on my own, was I? Before we get your reaction, let's hear them announce their 11, please. Morris Marcorn, Pickering Lion Russell, O'Donnell, fortunate... Edmund Waitley, Brereton Hodge. The uh, SEN 11, which has caused all sorts of controversy. Oh, has it ever? Because Sam Edmonds, the wicketkeeper, ahead of Tim Payne. And, <laughs> and Ian Healy. And Ian Healy. And Tim Payne, although on behalf of Brent Costello, is SEN Tassie co-host. Cracked uh, it. Had a, had a bit of a crack at us, but... Uh, Bad luck, Payne. You've got to work your way back. But he also, Payne also said, if we need a spinner, Brent Costello's not the man because... He's done a Johnny Howard. Only boy, you hit his foot. <laughs> yes, you did. I did. I did. Oh, any opportunity to get that back out there in the circulation? I, I never so expected happy. to be in that team. Well, but I, I would have, have expected so. the former test captain of our country would probably sneak in somewhere, oh, Tim. I don't think that's what it's about, Brent. I think Heels and I could certainly play a leadership role or a mentor role. Maybe yeah. I'll coach and, and he'll, well, Heels is a, uh, is a board member, so he can sort of oversee it. He can be the chairman. I'll coach. And we'll get this team out. I wasn't sure about Sammy with the gloves on, but we'll, we'll have a look at him and see what happens. Well, Ian Healy came up with a Rebel 11. Let's hear about Did that. He? We need a Rebel team. A Rebel team. Yeah, good And call. we'll take them on. Yeah, like, I like that. They, they have been, they've been negligent in their selections. <laughs> they were that sheepish in announcing that team. You couldn't really hear who they picked. <laughs> These fellas are gone. We're, we're going to have a game. You know, let's cover each other's costs. Um, yep. And our team, the, the Rebel team, rest of Australia, will will play whatever that team should be called yep. at Ian Healy Oval, if you like. Like it. Uh, and Had to mention he's got a name. We'll, uh, we'll named after him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see. With Tim Payne Oval, maybe. <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to ask you about that. That's a, that's a beautiful segue. We saw the great Brett Jeeves have a grandstand named after him at KG5. A week ago, I think it was mm-hmm. this time last week. Yes, well done, Jeeva. Too, that's a, it's a big achievement. Let's 100%. be honest. To be well deserved, yeah, absolute he's done superstar. Done a lot of that club as a, from a youngster, then he's Correct. come back and coached. Correct. My question to you though is, you've done a fair bit over your journey too. What do you expect will be named after you at some point? Um, well, I don't know if it's been announced yet. To be honest, Brent, <laughs> it hasn't. That's all. Well, it's got to get. Got... It's obviously um, Macquarie Point Stadium's <laughs> got to get through. So, look, I don't want to go too early on it, but that's that's what I've heard down yeah. the line. Is there'll be, probably be some sort of uh, grandstand there, but um, we'll wait and see. Text in here on oh four three seven double five two five three five from Adam. Was TP able to get free parking in Sandy Bay? Gee, I hope so. I haven't checked. <laughs> He hasn't checked the sign. I hope so. I'm, oh, just, well, uh, I'm just here at Woolworths. I don't think there's any time limit on that, is there, Hamish? If there is, if you I'll send it. Hamish out there to put some coins in the old... Yes. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> we, we it's a two-hour, is it? Perfect. I'll be, <laughs> two, off. I'll be done hours. by nine, so... Happy um, days. So, I'd love to hear from you this morning. You can call us, 1300 42 15 33. Text us as well, 0437 Hey, for some reason, I stumbled upon your Twitter account. Sorry, I'm just picking my Rebel team, and then I'll text it through to Hills. Okay. And we'll try, I think it's not a bad idea to try and get an SEN Boxing Day test up. Oh. <laughs> Would you get me into your 11? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have no, me or Hamish, though? At the moment, if you had to pick between me and Hammer, At the moment, surely the I... SEN Rebel 11... 
is myself and heels. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got, but we'll work on it. Oh, dear. Hey, what, your, your Twitter profile, I've clicked on this, mm. at TDPain36. All it says in the bio is at Kookaburra Cricket Player. Nothing about SEN, nothing about the strikers, nothing about coaching Australia. A fantastic place you can promote us mm. as a team and a, a brand. It I'll, just says nothing I'll to I'll put that at the bottom of my SEN team. Okay. Twitter bio, is it called? Bio. Twitter bio, yeah. yeah. Okay, I can fix Just that. some feedback for you. Uh, as I said, 0437 555. We'd love to hear from you this morning. We're here at Chemist Warehouse in beautiful Sandy Bay. We've got lots of giveaways. Come down and say good day. Basketballs, footy, show bags. We've got the Chemist Warehouse gift cards. We've got uh, savouries and coffees from banjos to give away as well. Bring and the kids down. Some, bring the kids down. Have a kick. Throw the balls around. We'd love to see you. We're going to have Mac Wright join us, Claire Scott as well, and Carlisle. Big Sexy's coming the big down. Sexy. Tim, which is going to be great. Matty Reid from Taz Racing. Richard Welsh will be on the phone talking Bernie 10. <sighs> Jacob Chance as well, who's an assistant coach with the Melbourne United side, taking on the Jack Jumpers tonight. But it's a full house. We're off to our first break Ooh, of the morning. The one thing before we do go to a break, yes. I know you don't like me no, interrupting you just when did, you though, get didn't into you? the zone. You, you like did, that. Though, we've, got didn't a couple, you? we've got a couple of minutes we to do. spare. So you were giving me nothing. The though, great man's on site. Hamish Spence. People can come and get signed autographs <laughs> from SEN's newest bride. If there was a draft going on well, in pr- production yes. at the moment, this man here would be the number one pick. It, it, in fact, they're coming for him, they, Brent. They are, and we're not even joking. They're very happy with Hammer's work at head office. Well, I had to very bat, happy. I had to bat him away, didn't I, in a text, <laughs> group text the other day. They, they were coming for him in the mainland. I said, bad luck. We found him. Finders keepers. <laughs> Losers weepers, as they <laughs> say. Uh, 0437-552-535. Off to a break. Coming back next to talk all things Cricket World Cup. Not sure if you caught the result last night, Tim. No, I didn't watch last night. England two, lost two teams that are out of contention. <laughs> I already, already tuned out of that. Yeah, England lost, so can't wait to get Tim Payne's thoughts on that. And also, Johnny Bairstow's been at it again, Tim, oh, in the media. Look forward spell. to your reaction next year on SEN Tassie Breakfast from Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100, a second World Cup Titan for Glenn Maxwell, his third in ODIs, and on the same ground and the same pitch as Aidan Markram set the record not long ago, Maxwell has obliterated. There you go. Some highlights from a couple of nights ago when Glenn Maxwell went silly, Tim. It was outstanding to watch. It it did, but before we get to that, 50 metres away, just walking past, perfect timing, Mm -hmm. cricket royalty. I've just seen David Boone come out of Woolworths, so I've sent someone up to go and grab him, see if we can get him on, the chairman of Cricket Wow. What are the chances? But yeah, Glenn Maxwell. (laughs) Holy smokes. This is thanks to Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. That Um, was one of the great (sighs) innings. It was nuts, wasn't it? It really was. But Australia did what they should have done. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. We had some texts back and forth, you and I, didn't we, early in the game? And I said, this is going to get ugly. Yeah. This is going to get really ugly. 90 all out. It wasn't... uh, Here's Booney. Amazing. Look at this. David, how are you? No, he's a, he's he's a man of very few words. He's understated. You're off doing shopping. Yes, you know, what, a, what a man. 
oh, man of the people, David what about Darren Spoon. That? Cricket royalty just wandering people. Um, yeah, break it down for us. Ah, oh, well, was there much to break down? We should have. We said last week they should. Let's be completely honest. If you cut through the niceness and being yeah. humble, which is what the players and the group have to do, you have to call it as it is, and we should be belting the Netherlands. Yes. Or as Hamish likes to call them, the Netherland. <laughs> and we did. The batting, the, there's some really good signs with our batting, though, let's be honest, and it, it's going to be a fascinating selection call in the next few days. I still think it'll be Marnus that drops out, even though I thought Marnus played well, and I believe his one-day cricket has got better, which is a great sign for the team going forward. I think he's the man that comes out of that team. Um, but yeah, Mitchell Marsh, David Warner in form. Steve Smith got some time in the middle. Glenn Maxwell, who is a key piece. If you're going to if you're going to win a World Cup, you need to have someone that not can necessarily get 106 off 44 balls, mm. but someone that can score heavily in the last 10. Glenn Maxwell is going to be really important there. Slight injury concern over Marcus Stoinis. Be interesting to see how he comes back. Uh, and in terms of our bowling, the one concern still is early wickets. Yep. For me, Adam Zampa's back in terrific form. I wonder if we just do a little swap in the next game and give the skipper the new ball. Okay. Yep. Because okay. it's just not quite working. We're not quite ripping through teams. I thought Starkey showed some good signs against the Netherlands. He swung the ball at least, and I think mm-hmm. if he can do that, he's right in the game. Josh Hazelwood's been bowling really well and has been hard to score off. But again, if we're going to go deep into the tournament, we can't have Virat Kohli and, and Rohit Sharma batting for 30 or 40 overs because the game will be done. We've got to get them out. And I think maybe for the next couple of games, we just the captain takes a new ball from the other end, from Stark, and see if he can get himself in the game. He's that sort of player, Paddy, I reckon. If he takes a new ball, he can get the best players in the world out. And maybe the next few rounds of the World Cup, it's, it's his time to take that new ball. Let's go back to the start because you predicted that Travis Head would come into the team. They yep. didn't do that. Why would you suggest they didn't? Well, he mustn't have felt ready. What would have been his call, do you think? Uh, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. It'd be interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he, I saw footage of him batting in the nets. He faced bowlers. So he was right to play, whether it was just maybe he felt he needed another few days in the nets to build his confidence up. But again, I think that attack that he would have got to face in the game wasn't going to be overly threatening to him. It would have been good to get some time in the middle. He now comes out straight into Henry, uh, Lockie Ferguson, who can bowl 150 Ks, mm-hmm. Trent Bolt, who will swing the ball. So it's a much tougher test. Having said that, he's got another week's prep. Mm-hmm. So it's what does a player prefer and or what did the coaching staff prefer? Do they prefer him to get his work in the nets and make sure he's completely ready or throw him into a team against a team who aren't as strong and go and say, go and bat for three hours against them and build mm-hmm. your confidence? Um, I think probably a, a joint decision was the preparation was the best for him. They can also control there how much fielding he does, how much catching he does, whereas if he gets one belted at him in the first over and re-breaks his hand, you'd be kicking yourself. So the positives are, I believe he's 100% ready to go and he'll come in for the next game, which is going to be a big one. 0437 555. If you've got a question for Tim Payne about the Cricket World Cup, we'd love to hear from you this morning. We've got New Zealand now. That's our next assignment. Tim, how do you think we'll go? Well, again, I think New Zealand have had a great start to the World Cup, and we've spoken about how much we enjoy their work at World Cups. They get the job done. They find a way. But I sat there last night looking through their team. And again, if I'm going man for man down the list, I think we take them down. Mm-hmm. I think we we should win. That's what I think. I know they're sitting top of the World Cup and they haven't lost a game, 
But man for man, we are a better team. Mm-hmm. And if we play anywhere near our best cricket, I think we'll take care of them pretty convincingly. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I think we should get the I mean, job done. You look at We're their batting. nicely too. Devin yeah? Conway's, you know, he, he scores a lot of runs in one day cricket, but he'll, he'll take his time. He can get after you late. Will Young's early in his international career. Ravindra's early in his career. Daryl Mitchell's their all-rounder, who's not a bad player, but batting four. He's been scoring a lot of runs. But again, I think with our pace attack, uh, Latham's a good player. Phillips is a dangerous player. Um, you look at their attack... Trent Bolt's not what he was, although if he bowls with the new ball under lights, he can be an absolute nightmare and mm-hmm. can swing miles. The big threat for their, for me in their attack is Lockie Ferguson because he can bowl high speed and unsettle the Australians. Right, let's move to the comments that were made during the week. And someone is telling me that these might have actually been made at the time and they're just sort of surfacing yep. now. Is yep. that what your Well, again, is? can you remember when the Aussies came back and they did those interviews yeah. as part of the content for the year? <laughs> so I, I imagine England have done the same thing and yep. now the media, as you do, Brent, like to make a big thing of it. I think this is an interview that was done a while ago uh, and it's now being released, I think, as part of a book, isn't it, into, into baseball and the revolution of Test cricket, <laughs> which, they, I mean, how lucky have we been that England have done that for us? But. If you missed the comments, these are from Johnny Bairstow. If that's how they want to go about it and win a cricket game or what have you, then so be it. If you try to gain an advantage, then it's fair game. But if you're starting it in your crease, you've ducked, tap, tap, scratched, I've even dragged my bat, looked up and then gone... I've never seen it happen from someone starting in their crease. I don't think you want that filtering down into kids' cricket. And then Moeen Ali as well. Well, let's go to that one first. Okay. We have seen it happen numerous times. And not only have we seen it happen, Johnny, we've seen you do it. (laughs) And it's been going through the social media at the moment, the time where he, the guy, Samit Patel, was batting. Ball went down the leg side. Johnny Bester was keeping up the stumps. He wasn't trying to gain an advantage. He'd started in his crease. He wasn't leaving. He'd simply lifted his foot up to sort of balance himself again and mark Santa like Johnny did. And Johnny whipped off the bales. Social media is brilliant, isn't it? Because it is. nothing gets lost <laughs> no, it doesn't. anymore. So he wasn't... Samit Patel wasn't trying to gain an advantage. And in your words, Johnny, that's fair game. It's within the rules. It was out. Get over it and move on. We've spoken about it so much... Because they can't get over it, Tim. Well, no, I think, it, again, it was done a while ago and it's yeah. just been released. So I don't think Johnny Bairstow was talking about this last week. But you can't have your cake and eat it. You've done it yourself in the past. When it happens to you, you've got to cop it on the chin. Moeen Ali says, I just thought it was a great opportunity for Captain Pat Cummins to put to bed a lot of the things that have happened previously. Not just put to bed, but take away that label they have had for a while with Sandpaper Gate. Well, there was another quote of that before that I just thought it was a great opportunity one. He said, I thought it was out, mm. Moen Ali. Mm-hmm. He thought it was out. Then he said, I thought it was a great opportunity. So if you think it was out, Moen, it's out. So why would he have to withdraw his appeal if it's within the laws of the game and it's out? It's like saying, well, if you hit him in the knee, middle of the stump, mm. I thought it was out, but it was a great opportunity yeah. to pull it back. No, that's true. No, mate, the rules are there and it was out and it was given out. You don't have to... You don't have to call him back. And don't even start me on the sandpaper gate stuff and that carrying on because, as I've said, every team in the world has tampered with the ball, including England and including teams that he has played in. So stop it. Please. Rolling on that hammer? Fantastic. 
I mean, safety, over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. What are your thoughts on all of that? Let us know. 0437 552 Do you agree you, with Tim? You that... skipped over a couple of bits too there, the Steve Smith quotes. Did yeah. you see those? What did you think about that? So I'll just say here, Steve Smith comments about being moved down to number four with Travis Head coming back yeah. in. He said, it's a different sort of mindset, I think, when you come in at three to four. So, yeah, I've got told Trav was playing and that I was going to be batting at four. I'll do whatever the team wants. I've got a pretty good record at three, though, so I was a bit shocked <laughs> in a way, but I'll do what's needed for the team. What do you think about that? Well, he's given the backhand of it, then said, I'll, yeah. I'll do whatever's best he's, for the team. He's done the sandwich, <laughs> the old feedback sandwich. I'll do whatever it takes for the team. But However, my record is great. Yeah. However, I'll do whatever it takes. Oh, that's great. What, what are your thoughts well, on that? Well, he's not happy. Mm. He wants to bat at three. He thinks he's the best player in the team. Where would you have him? I'd have him at four in this team. Okay. But I love his mindset that he 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 does. He thinks he's the best player in the world. He probably is. Mm-hmm. And he'll back himself to go out and three and get the job done. I think, though, we've spoken a little bit about this World Cup. It's, it's about power at the top and about power at the end. Mm-hmm. And... Travis Head, David Warner, Mitchell Marsh, to me, is a phenomenal top three with power. Steve Smith in that middle can control the game. And then you've got your Maxwell Stoinis or a Green that can come after that. So I think the balance of that team starts to look really, really... Re- with like It's a bit like his comment. We've got a sandwich. We've got power <laughs> at the top, power at the bottom, and the best batter of the world yep. at four to bat amongst it all. Mm. He can just play the situation, go out and do what he wants, and the rest of the guys can, can tee off around him. I think it makes us an even better side when he bats in the number four position. Now, uh, as I said, Mayor Safety, we thank them for their support of our cricket segment over 30 years of better brands and better service that were the widest choice of PPE. You've just tucked into the uh, everyday hydration level up. I have. Level up. It tastes right. I'm very impressed. Okay. Mm. Well, Warren from Chemist Warehouse just handed me the slip here. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse, 1999. So come down this morning and see us here. It's a premium blend of electrolytes. Mm, Which you could do with, Brent. Oh, to be honest, I've, I've spoken to you a lot about taste. your hydration and yeah. lack thereof. Mm. And the fact that you get tired. That's nice. That's nice, Warren. I like it. You do get tired back end of shows. So this kind of electrolyte drink for, later. for you would be absolutely spot on. Exactly right. Uh, we're here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Come and say good day. We've got plenty of giveaways. The Hurricanes have just arrived as well. Looking forward to talking to them. Quick text before we go to new sport and weather. Are you going to talk about Maxwell's first ball duck too? The two innings yep. sum up his career. More ducks than centuries, though. Craig from Rosny. Yeah, I, I thought his innings the game before was poor. Yeah, you said that too. No doubt. Yep. And But I didn't also like, Brent, that they put him up there. Mm-hmm. Because Maxie's that sort of guy. He's going to be super aggressive and try and tee off anyway. When you put him in and say, Maxie, go out and push it, he, go, he tries to go to another level. Yep. And he actually doesn't have to. He's got the gears. He's got the levels. I like him batting for sort of 12 to 10 overs in one-day cricket. And I think the other night they put him up into like the 33rd. I don't like that. Steve Smith should have gone in and batted mm. in that position. But it was. It was a bad shot, and it was poorly thought out. But, boy, did he repay them the next game. And that is the perfect role for him. 38, 39 overs. In you go, Glenn. Give yourself a couple of balls, and then start trying to hit them wherever you want. I think trying to hit blokes first ball is a bit difficult. 0437 555 is how you can get to us this morning. Or come and see us live. Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Tim's got his SEN Rebel 11 ready to go too, but we're off to new sport and weather and coming back to talk racing with Matty Reid from Taz Racing. Gift cards if you come and spend 50 bucks in store and mention the code word HAMMER. 
But now we turn our attention to Taz Racing, and Tazzy Thoroughbred Racing is back under lights, joining us on the phone. Couldn't get himself down here this oh, morning to see us snapper. in person. Tim is uh, Matty Reid. Good morning, Snapper. Morning, fellas. Well, I've, got, I've probably got a bit of a bone to pick with Hammer. Not only has he stitched me up with a photo that he used promoting the show. Yeah, I like that. He said nothing about all these giveaways that would be there at Cattle Warehouse. So otherwise, I would have been down. <laughs> well, I thought it was your grade 10 formal photo when I saw it. It was uh, quite extraordinary. If you haven't seen it, click it to at SEN Tassie to get a real good look at it. Uh, I've screenshot it. I've kept it, I've for, kept it for, for a rainy day. Yeah, I did too. Uh, all right, Snap. Uh, Lonnie Racing tonight, of course. A big nine race card, and how about this, Tim? After hosting the, um, the oh. Hall of Fame, now hosting Taz Racing TV, which he's done a bit of, uh, but he's just everywhere, man. Um, what are you looking forward to tonight, Snap? Uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting up there just for a program that's become a real staple of the calendar on Cox Plate Eve. There'll be a big uh, crowd on track, and it's a really good night of wagering as well. Uh, my bet that comes up in race four, number three, GD City Boy. We were on this bloke last start, and he looked home for all money. Unfortunately, he got his pocket kicked on the line. Uh, there was a big gap between uh, second and third there. I think he can go one better tonight, GD City Boy, race four, number three, and one at each way price. Uh, we go to the first, race one, number eight, press the boom for Johnny Blacker, Anthony Darmanin in the saddle, which I think is a real positive. A couple of really nice trials. It's a, a pretty deep race, so we'll get an each way price about this silly, uh, around five or six bucks. Each way, race one, number eight. And Snapper, what about the Hobart show, mate? I think we had uh, AJ there yesterday on the mechanical horse, I believe. <laughs> and I think there's about? plenty going on today and tomorrow as well. He looked an absolute natural on that mechanical horse. There's nothing he won't have a crack at, AJ. But uh, look, the, the team have done a magnificent job with the setup at the Hobart show. Uh, if you jump on the Taz Racing Facebook page, you'll see what you're getting yourself in for. If you head down there, the Greyhound Adoption Program up to there. Of course, we had Molly in the studio with you boys on Monday. Uh, harness drivers, thoroughbred jockeys, um, promotion of the Greyhound Adoption Program and the off the track for retired racehorses, uh, face painting, something for everyone. So if you're heading to the show, make sure you stop by the uh, Taz Racing tent and see the crew. Have we got any footage of uh, AJ on the mechanical horse? I think it is there. I saw it somewhere. Uh, I'll make sure I send it through to your painting. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Harness <laughs> uh, Racing in Bernie tonight and Hobart on Sunday too. Snap, both look like good programs. Yeah, definitely. We're coming into a really nice sort of period for harness racing down here. We had a feature program of heats last Sunday night, uh, and those finals will be next Sunday night, so we'll tell a little bit more about that next week. Um, probably another opportunity, I spoke a few weeks ago about the dynamo painting, so an opportunity for sporting clubs around the state, or particularly in the south, to win up to a 1000 bucks for their club just by registering. Uh, that program comes up on the 10th of November. Um, just to reiterate, Ten races on the night, six runners in each race. Basically, you want a club to represent each horse. If your horse wins the race, you get a thousand bucks for your club. Free to enter. All you need to do is register, and it's at dynamo.tazracing.com.au. Yeah, beautiful, Reedy. Now, also, mate, I'm sure you're aware that Damien Wright's been sacked <laughs> as our guest. Punter. Does Roddy know that? Like, yes, is he, he waiting does. for our call? He's okay. filthy with me at the moment. He said, I've given you six good weeks. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he's a bit once, stiff. And I'm out. That's all right. That's he's a tough stiff. school, mate. So <laughs> we're going with you this week, Reed. I know you gave us a couple at the start, but if you had to put 
Your life on one for our listeners this weekend. Where are we going? Uh, we'll probably go with GG City Boy, the one I gave you Tony. Race four, number three in Launceston tonight, and we'll hope it can just do a little bit better than the last start. What, what's that paying at the moment, Snap? Nothing oh, short. Probably dollar ten. Yeah. Ooh, three fifty no, or two two fifty. Yeah, a little bit short than we'd like, but okay. Uh, just before we do let him go as well, Snap, I've picked. There's been a bit of uh, SEN cricket team picking through the talent of SEN, and I just wanted to let you know I've at the moment I've picked. 11, and I'm going to keep an eye out on the scores at Longley this week because you could be an ideal 12th man. Well, you, you talk about um, being everywhere, Breno. I've got to be in Launceston tonight. I mean, cricket's at Franklin tomorrow, so talk about that for a second. Oh, yes. you busy weekend. Uh, appreciate your time this morning, mate. Tassie Thoroughbred Racing is back under lights. Grab your mates and get along. Lonnie Knight Racing is back. Knight.tazracing.com.au And imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au Nice to talk to you, Snapper. There he goes. He's done. He's, he's hung up the phone before Fair we even... dink him. That's how he's just that busy he is. Way too big for his boots. <laughs> he's got. He's hosting Taz Racing TV. He's doing <laughs> events and dinners. He's writing columns left, right, and centre. He's Opening, playing cricket. Batting, whatever oh he's doing for God. Absolutely. Hey, we're here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Come along and say good day. We're just in front of Woolworths. We're at the back of the Chemist Warehouse store. And we've got plenty, plenty of, of freebies. Stuff plenty of freebies. Come and grab Hammer's them. Hammer's got loaded up with basketballs there. We've got footies. Uh, I just saw Barnsley brought over some cricket bat. Are you, are you happy to sign a Hurricanes cricket bat? For you again? Not for like, me. How much stuff do I have to sign for you? <laughs> now you're a striker, though. Oh. Are you happy to sign a Hurricanes bat? No. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk to the Hurricanes next. Looking forward to it. Claire Scott's here, too, from the Tigers. Uh, that's all coming up for you here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, live from Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yes, we're here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay, just tucked behind Woolworths here in the car park. We'd love to see you this morning if you want to come down. Plenty of giveaways here, Tim. Show bags and footies. And it's all happening, Bruno. Gift cards. Gift cards. That's right. Spend the 50, secret, get 50. Secret code. Banjos is here too, giving away plenty of uh, goodies for you all. What's and the code word? Hammer. That's right. Hammer's the code word. You can even come and get an autograph off the great man, Mac Wright, who's here with us as well from the Hobart Hurricanes. G'day, Mac. How you going, mate? Is he on? Thank you. Great to be here. Oh, there you go. He's on. Yeah. You're welcome. Keep going. Nice to see what's happening in your world. Uh, Obviously, Hurricanes' life isn't too far away, but uh, you looking forward to that? Uh, Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, that's kicking off uh, early December, Uh, but in the meantime... Just mainly occupied with Tassie commitments at the moment. So a bit of second 11 cricket last week. We managed to have a great win, actually. We One of the great down, wins. Mm. Chased down 500 in the last <laughs> innings, which was uh, pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, a bit of club cricket. The Farnies had a nice win yesterday against Sandy Bay. So, mate, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. In your own form, Mac, obviously you mentioned the win in the second 11, a big 170 in that. I think you got 50 off about 30 balls in the one day or in Adelaide. So your own form's been really good and must be looking forward to December, January when hopefully you can put the purple on. Yeah, no, feeling good. Uh, I spent the off-season over in the UK again uh, playing some club cricket there which I just found had um, had me in good stead and um, I feel like playing cricket uh, is no better preparation than um, than actually playing. So yeah. 
uh, yeah, look, I came back feeling quite confident in my game and uh, and I'm just glad that that's actually translating into some nice performances back here. Yeah, and what about from a team perspective? Shield cricket, good win in the first game, bit of a dull draw in the second. What Have you been over yesterday and had a look around at all? Lots of wicket looking like at Blunston this morning. Uh, well, I didn't get there yesterday because we had our club game on, but uh, it sounded like it, it flattened out after the first session. Uh, looked like <laughs> it, it looked it? like a batting paradise. Um, I, I live with Gabe Bell, so I was speaking to him last night and getting the rundown, and he said it was pretty tough work to bowl on yeah. in the Arvo when the sun came out. So, uh, look, I think big first session here for the Tigers in the morning uh, to do a bit of damage, or otherwise it might be a... Uh, it's not a lot of cloud day. overhead either, yeah. is there? Yeah. <laughs> we'll unpack yeah. that a bit later. Just before, Mac mentioned great cricket there. I ran into Jack Doran a couple of days ago. Yeah. And he said they asked you to play for uni yesterday. Why, why couldn't you have played yesterday? Um, public holiday, Brent. What's <laughs> <laughs> for everyone? Oh, weekend out, What's for me? I've got kids, mate. <laughs> oh, who aren't at school? You're, I can just see it now. January rolls. Actually, you'll be away. So I don't know. How, how, you're not going to play at all, are you? Yeah, I'll play. When? You're going to be well, Just what I'm going to do is see where we are on the ladder, and if it looks like there's a premiership, maybe there I'll come back. If not, sneak him in so he qualifies for finals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Bring him home. I've got to get my bowling lines <laughs> up as well, Max. So. Anyway. Do you have to play a certain amount of games to qualify? Three, I think, isn't Three? it? Three. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, you'll find a way, won't you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think it's happening, to be honest, but we'll wait and see. Now, while Max's standing here, we might go through your SEN do you 11. Because I think it'd be good to get Max's thoughts on it as well. All right. Well, obviously, Gary and Tim have... Uh, Gary and Sam, it was, actually, wasn't it, who've thrown the gauntlet out. They yep. picked their team and they left did. some pretty good players out of it. You so included. I thought, here's an opportunity to have an SEN Boxing Day test or T20 or something over the summer. <sighs> Here we go. Go, from the top. Myself. <laughs> opening the batting. No, coach. Shock. Coach. coach. <laughs> Playing coach. Yes. Okay. I'm going to be opening the batting with SEN's own Brat. Sander Hayson? Sander Hayson. How do you say that? I just did. All right. I'll take that. Ian Healy. He can bat at three. Three. And captain the side. Okay. And take the gloves. <laughs> Brett Jeeves. Yeah. He's going to come in at number, number four. Number four. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jeeves, he can bat. Yeah. Andrew Gaze. We want a bit of star power about our team. <laughs> Adam Collins. That's oh, six. Because you need a good commentator that's in your a, team. That's a great that, get. Yeah. Number and seven can play. can play a bit. Yeah. Trent Copeland. Yep. Number eight, Steve O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Damien Fleming. Number ten, Douglas Bollinger. <laughs> and number eleven, Brad Hogg. Well, that's not bad. I think we've got him covered. Didn't get me in like I'd hoped. No, well, still I've a twelfth man spot available. Twelfth man, Matty Reid. You got him in. Yep. Well, just on that, Tex has come in. 100% that horse will lose from Nathan. So oh, that's go. good. Well, he's probably <laughs> done it on purpose, so he doesn't have to come back on the show. Snappers <laughs> under the pump to already. To be fair. 0437 555 is how you can get us on the text this morning. We're here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Mac right from the Hurricanes. Do you know what I mean? Mac's a quiet, quietish fella, but put together at one stage one of the greatest <laughs> Mad Monday displays <laughs> I have ever seen. And it was out of the blue. Run us through it. Oh, I just... Oh, I can't <laughs> really run you through it too, too much, but... Not sure it just, it's appropriate. No, it came, uh, it came out of the blue. Okay. It came out of the blue. Softly spoken guy, Mac. As often happens, though, on Mad Mondays, you find out a bit about people. He's got to, he's got to, well, what I will say, he can dance. Got to keep a bit up your sleeve. He can dance. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. When the mood strikes. I love it. It's still talked about. <laughs> it's still talked about. <laughs> so you guys backing up for more cricket tomorrow then? You just had that one-off game yesterday. Then you got some more this weekend? Yeah, so into a Red Bull uh, game on Saturday. So Who um, have you got, Mac? Uh, we've got Newtown over at Newtown. Ooh. So fill your boots. Very good. Mm. Well, good to see you, mate. Thanks for coming down this morning. And Claire Scott is here as well. One and day the on big Tuesday as well yes. over at Blunston yep. Arena. So Tassie, Queensland after the Shield game. It's a day game, I believe, starting about yeah, 10 o'clock. 11, yep. I think, maybe. Yeah. be a big game. Yep, absolutely. Usman Khawaja coming down for that, or is he still resting? <laughs> we shall see. I want to ask you about what the, on earth is going on there. I have no idea. Mm. What on earth? It must be like an over-36 rule or something. Bizarre, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's gone under the radar a bit, too. Like, it hasn't been talked about a lot. Yeah. But it was on Win News. I find it strange. Oh, yeah. you, you reported on it, did you? I did. Oh, there you go. actually did. Uh, thanks for coming in, Mac. Good to see you, mate. We're off to our final break of the hour and coming back to wrap things up next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast on a Friday. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. We're live here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Come and say good day. We've got plenty of giveaways. People loving it, Tim. The basketballs, the footies, the show bags. We've got the gift cards as well. If you want to come down and grab one of those, uh, $50 spend in store. You get a $50 gift card if you mention the code word HAMMER. A uh, couple of texts in here. Tom Morris, surely the 12th man. Proper reporter and puts his neck on the line and chases a Look, good story. I don't disagree That's with Bear that. Robinson. He is a terrific reporter. He does put his neck on the line. He does chase a good story. However, Bear... If you pay attention, mate, he's been picked in the other team. Come on, Bear. This is why he's not on the show anymore. Get out of bed, big fella. Get out of bed. Another text in here from Damien Gill, Mm -hmm. head of AFL Tasmania. Take this any way you want. Was struggling to get Eleanor, his little newborn, to sleep. I popped on your show and she was snoring by the end of the preamble. Not sure if good or bad. That's very good. Very good. We're happy to help. Yeah, anything we can do for you, Gilly, you just sing out, mate. Now, let's get to our next guest who joins us on the line. And this is a man that is probably on the show just as much as us, Tim. He's a regular texter, Dave Shepard. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Brent. Hey, Payne. It's great to be on the Brent and Payne show. (laughs) Great to have you on board, mate. Uh, As I say, regular texter. Good to talk to you on the phone. Now, you're talking about... He's our Doer. He's at Tassie Doer, absolutely. Amy supporting Tasmanian Doers. Visit iCanWin.com.au. Uh, Shep, tell us what you want to talk about this morning because there's plenty going on at the Newtown Cricket Club. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big year for us this year, guys. It's our 100th year anniversaries and we've got a lot of functions throughout the year. Um, and tonight we've got a launch at Government House of our 100-year um, book called Townies to the Bucks, which you can uh, want to purchase. You can get on our Facebook page and send a message. But, yeah, it's going to be great. We've got it at the Government House tonight. Um, over 100 people turning up, so absolute honour for the governors to put on a function for us tonight. Absolutely, Shep, and big year for the club on the field as well, mate. I think you got a bit of a loss yesterday, maybe in the ones, but um, yeah, the club's been building nice. I think you won your first first flag a couple of years, last year or the year before for 40 years. Yeah, first, first, first flag in 40 years, Penny, so it was a bit of an emotional event for most of us at the club. But, uh, yeah, we've been primed for this year. Uh, Pete Bivigno said there's a plan for us to basically win that premiership this year. We were a couple of years advanced where we're at. Bit of a slow start at the moment, just not making quite enough runs at the moment. Probably 20 or 30 runs short every game. So, you know, we've lost Mitch Owen to the state team, which is absolutely fantastic for Mitch, which we um, we just loved when we recruited Mitch. That's what we wanted to see him do. we just now got to have some other of our local products um, step up and make some extra runs. 
Absolutely. Now, Shep, 100th year of the Newtown Career Club. That normally comes, I guess, with the team of the century. One, did you pick one? And two, did you sneak yourself in? <laughs> I, I don't know. About possibly the team of the century of the second grade competition, possibly, Pony. But, uh, no, we've got a big function at the end of the year. We already have a Hall of Fame um, type set situation, and we're going to add some more people later in the year in a major gala function where we're hoping to get back a lot of old players that have either gone in a state overseas or even a few of them like the old Damien Wright who went to other clubs, get them all back because they're always townies and bucks and get them back for a really big night celebration. Absolutely. Chase the cash, Roddy, which isn't unusual. Now, mate, uh, massive Jack Jumpers fan. Will you be there tonight? Yeah, Do you expect a victory? Stole my question because he is a, like, the number one ticket holder, but this thing's at Government House tonight. What's oh, your, where's your loyalty's going to lie, Shep? Government, government House finishes, bang at seven, straight in the car, straight to tip off. We'll be there. He's not silly, mate. <laughs> I love it. Hey, thanks for jumping on this morning, mate. Good luck with everything uh, with uh, the book. It sounds fantastic. And thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Keep those texts coming in as well, please. We'll see him at the Amy dinner. No we'll see him at... Exactly. Amy is supporting Tasmanian Duels. Visit iCanWin.com throughout October. We want you to nominate a Tassie local sports legend. They can be a player, a coach, a mentor, member, volunteer, supporter, whatever you like. We'll pick a winner each Friday, and that is Shep today. We'll receive, and he'll receive tickets to next month's Tassie's Hall of Fame what night for a himself. Night that's going to be Breno. Uh, Toby Nankervis, you yep. hosting, <laughs> Bo Webster, hosting. all be in attendance. Amy supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit iconwin.com.au. We're here live at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Come on down and say g'day. Plenty to give away here, and it's all happening. All good fun. We're off to new sport and weather, and coming back next to talk with Richard Welsh about this weekend's Bernie 10. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. We're live here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay and plenty on offer too for everyone that's coming down this morning, Tim. Not uh, much sun on offer, Brent. No, there's not. There's not, but there's basketballs, there's footies, there's show bags, there's gift cards and uh, the wonderful people from Banjo's Bakery. Banjo's Baking Things Better, giving away free coffee and savouries and bread, so... Come along and see us and say g'day. We're off to talk to one of my favourite people now of all time on the phone. Of all time? Of all... He's in my top... He's probably in my top ten of all time. Just one of the great humans. I haven't even got ten friends. You've got (laughs) ten all-time great people. Where do I sit in that? Richard Welsh, welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast. How are you, my friend? Breno, I'm blushing because I think it's the first time you've ever said a nice thing about me. Where, yeah. where has this bromance started, can I ask? Oh, you, you go, Welshie. Uh, look, over the course of many, many years of me probably making the Win TV Christmas blooper reels of saying things to Brent's dumb questions off camera. Yeah, no, that too. We were former basketball teammates as well. We've done a lot together. Myself and the great man. What I haven't done, though, Tim, is compete in the Bernie 10. No, that's well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And, Richard, it's it's nearly Sunday. How's everything looking for the big day? The Bernie 10 kicks off this weekend. Um, what can those either running or coming along to support expect out of the day? Look, boys, I'm literally standing on the start-finish line in Bernie, and I wish the race was right now. Because for the first time all week in Tasmania, there's no wind, the sun's out. It's about eight degrees, which is perfect weather conditions for the Bernie 10. And the good news is, is we're 32% up on entries on last year. So after a very bumpy period during COVID, um, it's safe to say that running events are back in full swing. And 
this is the 39th edition of the famous straight link Bernie 10, and uh, it's it's going to be another ripper. Looking forward to it, Welshie, and you've got some talented athletes coming down as well. You've got previous champions, Caitlin Adams and Jack Rayner, um, and it's all looking ahead towards the Olympics now, isn't it? All these people coming down and preparing for that. Well, of course, it's only three years in between the Olympics instead of four, so we, I feel like we weren't talking that long ago about athletes choosing their races and preparing for them. And, of course, in Tasmania, we've got, we're, we're really fortunate we've got a number of really world-class running races and um, a, a number of different organisers. And the athletes are, are picking races in Tassie to, uh, to prepare themselves. And no secret that uh, three, of the, three of the athletes that will be the favourites, so Jack Rayner, of course, who set that Australian record, at this race last year in Bernie, 27.43 for 10K. You couldn't even run 5K in that, Brenner, I don't think, and most people couldn't <laughs> in Bannon. No, um, no. So he's coming back. He's the out-and-out favourite, but the 15 men in the field were broken 30 minutes for 10K. So it's a classy field with some good depth. But uh, what I'm liking is a match-up in the women. So Australian record holder for the marathon, Sinead Diver, She's a world record holder for her age, actually, at over 40. At, 40. at 46, she's going to be lining up against Caitlin Adams, who's fresh off coming 12th at the World Road Running Championships on October 1, over five kilometres, who's 26. And I think they'll be neck and neck. I don't know who's going to win out of those two. And that's what I like about running, you know. It's so inclusive. It um, doesn't matter where you're from or what age you are, really, in this instance. Um, and, and everywhere in between, we've got people. We've got, we've got a grandson and a grandfather running. The grandson's 12, the grandfather's 88, and they're both running the Bernie 10 together. I mean, like, stories like that just is so unique to our support, our, our sport. I'm always going to back experience, Breno. I don't know about you. <laughs> but outside of those those three, who are some other competitors that we should be keeping an eye on? Is there any, any sort of locals that we, we should know about? Yeah, it is the Tasmanian 10-kilometre road chance as well. So we've got, of course, at Launceston's Millie Clark lining up. She did run second in the Melbourne Marathon just 12 days ago. So I'll be interested to see how her legs pull up. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw an article recently by Steve Monaghetti. He's saying basically that the, the new super shoes are doing wonders. Even, even for his old legs still running every day, he's like, I can go and run so much further than I used to and my recovery time is significantly less. So I think Millie, when she ran the, the Melbourne Marathon in those super shoes a few days ago, she'll be, she'll be tough to beat from all the other Tasmanians. Um, and in the, in the men's race, oh, look, like I said, we've got 15 guys that have broken 30 minutes and, and many of them Tasmanian, Sam Clifford, Nick Earl, Grant Page, Bailey Mazeki, Hintz, Phil McConnon. There's some, there's some good names in there for, uh, for people to keep an eye on and, you can do that by tuning in to the Dust TV live stream uh, of the race on Sunday morning, the Bernie 10 starting at 10 a.m. You can tune it on our live stream uh, on the Dust TV fa- uh, YouTube channel or the Bernie 10 Facebook page. Now, you reckon I'm everywhere, Timmy. He, Welshie, normally runs these events and commentates. Are you calling <laughs> this as well, Welshie, on the weekend? Or? At the same time. <laughs> Don't know how he does it. Look... I'll do the I'll do the PA announcing because uh, I just find it's the easiest way to control it when you've got the microphone in your hand. But no, we are uh, we're having Sean Tisdale and Grant Penny in the commentary box this year, and I'm very happy to let them let them do it, mate.
You're obviously uh, a keen racing fan. Um, you're across all things Australia. What have you made of Tassie's own Stewie McSween's year? Swain, Tim. McSwain. How hard is it? McSwain. McSwain? <laughs> Swain. Yeah. McSwain, mate. He's, uh, he's had a fantastic year. It, honestly, it started, it started with... Um, well, he started in Tasmania. He was at the Bernie New Year's Eve Carnival on uh, on New Year's Eve and, and had a good run there at the mile where he beat Ollie Hoare and then went in and won the World Cross Trial up in Canberra. Then uh, he won a bronze medal at the World Championships in in Bathurst uh, at the World uh, World Cross Country Championships where Australia hosted for the first time. He did make a final at the World Champs this year. Um, I don't think he'll be happy with his 1,500-metre performances, but he got through in the 5,000. After he got tripped, so he had to sort of get through on the old appeal system um, and then ended up uh, running probably not his best race in the mile at the World Road, uh, in the 5K at the World Road Running Championships in Riga. So um, he did get an invite to Jakobinga Britson's wedding. So I reckon he rounded out the year all right there. That would have been a, a bit of fun. I know Jakob, the, uh, the, who's taken the world by storm in middle distance running this year. He did have a beer mile at his uh, Bucks party, but I didn't see Stewie lining up in that one. So, um, I don't know. Mate, I, I reckon he'd go all right in a beer mile, though, Stu. What are your chances if we can get Brent up to do the Burning 10 at some stage? No chance. I'm telling you. There it is. I was oh, asking on, you. <laughs> I was asking Welsh. It's a beautiful part of the world. It is. It's a very beautiful part of the world here. And it's uh, us people from Hobart, we often need an excuse to come up here. And for many in the running community it's uh this weekend every year or it's uh, the new year's eve gift as well um i mean breno is our commentator for the 5k started to run the bridge each year he he has uh raced his fellow Waterboy uh man blair brownless it's uh the cadbury marathon over 5k so yeah, yeah. we're not not a chance but oh, okay. i might have to well, throw maybe we're setting the challenge well, I've been on to him a little bit about his fitness, so I think he needs to do a little bit more. So maybe we set him the, the challenge. 12 months out, Brent. Yeah, OK. You well, get there next year right. and you run and commentate the Burning <laughs> Tent. Now, before we go, Tim wanted to mention the war. I didn't want to, but he does. We've been pretty pro-stadium on this show. Very. Very pro-stadium on this show. Bring us some perspective from the, the non-side of things, Richard, in, the, in a minute's time, please. Not, not for five minutes, just a minute. Oh, okay. A little bit of a curveball, right? Oh, well, my my absolute side of it is what about every other sport? So, in Tasmania, um, thirty-four sports share one point one nine million dollars of funding, and that's all the Olympic sports like you know athletic cycling, um, not not cricket, basketball, Aussie rules, and soccer, but every other sport shares one point one nine million. AFL already gets $8.5 million. Now, this is just going to trounce that in terms of infrastructure, plus $12 million for the team. So I've always thought if it's such a good idea, why can't it stand on its own legs commercially? You know, I organise events. Some of them receive money from government. Some of them don't receive money from government. And so if this AFL team and AFL stadium is such a good idea, then go and do it and don't do it with money from the, that could go to other sports. Well, if you're going to give that significant amount of money to other sports, uh, to AFL, what's in it for every other sport? And I mean every other sport. Because you go and give this to AFL for $12 million a year to run the team, plus the stadium, it's a, you can imagine how every other sport would feel. Just put yourself in their shoes. 
Mm-hmm. How's your fitness at the moment? You seem to be huffing and puffing there a little bit, <laughs> walking and talking, eh, at the same time? Well, it's a, I am. It's a bit hilly in Bernie, so uh, I'm, I'm going for a walk at the same time. But I'd take you on any day. It's got his heart rate up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate your time. Good luck with the event on Sunday. It's one of Tassie's best. It really is. You do a great job, and thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks, guys. So no, no response. You don't agree with me. Uh, well, just, we, I, we just haven't no, got time. I don't, I don't, we haven't got time. I don't, but yeah, that's all good. That's what we wanted. We want to give right. people the opportunity to come on and give their opinion. It's it's only opinion. Ours isn't right. Yours isn't right. They're just opinions. So, no, we're happy to have you on and, and talk about it whenever. Very good, boys. It's good a good stuff. point good you raise, though. It is a good point you raise. It is. All right, thanks, Welshie. Uh, off he goes to do the Bernie 10. Looking forward to that Sunday. Uh, text in here from David. David's already texting after we've had him on the show. Hi, guys. Can we get Damien right back on, please? Was in my office for an hour this week. Shattered. Devastated. <laughs> is he really? Absolutely devastated. <laughs> you're a harsh man, Tim. I would have had him back. Just so you know, Roddy, if you're listening. No, I think we will, eventually. He's done such a good job. We, once we go through a few he, he's back on obviously Bears first back off the mm. cap off the rank and yes. then Roddy second well Bears text in again you can put your, you can't put yourself in Shep averaging 12.39 <laughs> over 10 years uh, we'd love to hear from you this morning on the text 0437 552 we're here at the wonderful chemist warehouse in Sandy Bay we've got lots to give away here this morning there's basketballs there's footies there's show bags there's all sorts of goodies banjos is here as well doing a great job handing out some coffee and savouries and bread. Uh, we're off to a break. On the other side of it, Jacob Chance joins us. Melbourne United assistant coach. I've just seen him wander over. He's up after the break here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yeah, we're here live at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Come along and say good day. Plenty of giveaways. And you can text us as well at 0437 552 Our next guest has arrived, Tim, and doesn't look quite as good as he used to in these awful Melbourne United colours. Not United kit. <laughs> Not as good as all. ours. Not as good as ours. But Jacob Chance, welcome. Assistant coach, Melbourne United. Was formerly at the Jack Jumpers as an assistant. Nice to see you, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Like I said, I've been in this chemist warehouse a few times, but never thought I'd be sitting out the front <laughs> and, ready. And you're staying at the casino, Rest staying Point. How was the hospitality down it's there? It's been good. It's, a, it's an unbelievable view out there on the on the Derwent, so uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Did you get upstairs to the revolving restaurant for dinner I last haven't. night? No, I didn't. Maybe we're, tonight? we're in North Hobart last night for dinner. Our, our manager does a good job of okay. getting us a little a little spot. So Very good. Yeah. Before we get to the top of the table clash tonight, let's talk about you mm. first. And just, I don't think we've spoken since you, you've left. So just tell the listeners about your decision to leave the Jack Jumpers and head to United. Uh, yeah, it was a really tough one. We, we, me and my partner, love living in Tassie, love living in, in Hobart, and um, yeah, for me it was just, you know, I've, I've spoken pretty publicly about. Uh, I felt like me and Rothy did a good job of just bringing essentially Perth over to Tassie and how we operated, and we did a great job those two years of, of establishing a culture and a, and a place of high high performance. And uh, yeah, I felt like I needed to get out of my comfort zone a little bit and experience something different and. Had an opportunity to work with Dean in the Boomers window in, in February and kind of saw an opportunity there coming out of contract the following year here in Tassie and, and just took it. And uh, Yeah, really tough decision. I thought 
had at least one more year here and, and was really excited by the chance to come back and work with that group. But, uh, yeah, sometimes in professional sport, timing is, uh, timing is everything. Is that them coming to you? Is that you going to them when you say you want to get out of the comfort zone? No, or? I think anytime you're in this profession, you've always got your ear to the ground. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky in my space that I work with the national team that you connected. And I knew with Shula taking that job in, in Brisbane, there was an opportunity potentially to go up there. And, uh, yeah, I think my agent reached out and, and just sort of said, hey, there's something that's available if you want to look at it. And uh, it all moved pretty quick right before I went to the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I thought we had a little bit more time here. It was an awkward time. I think I left in, like, May, which was, you know, I was doing free agency with Tassie. And, yeah. Uh, but Roth was great. And Christine and, and Jorick at the time were great. And they understood it. And, yeah, I'm really enjoying the new challenge. And so head coaching is obviously the end goal. Is is it now you talk about getting out of your comfort zone, you <coughs> get different experiences to make sure you're ready for when that opportunity comes? And do you think you're far off? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm ready, but uh, I'm fully comfortable with the fact, too, that there's only 10 jobs. And, yeah. and I might go, you know, I was listening to Craig McCrake talk the other day about, I think he did 20-odd years as an assistant, yeah. and I'm fully prepared that that might be the case. And you can't rush these things, you know, the right opportunity will come up at the right time. But, yeah, I just felt like, you know, I'm going to finish this contract in Melbourne, and, and maybe I'll stay there for five, six years. Who knows? You just never know. But at the end of this two-year contract, it's like, okay, great, I've got a resume where I've I've worked for Dean Vickerman, Scott Roth, Brian Gorge and Trev Gleeson and, and Matty Nielsen, Adam Ford, and I feel pretty comfortable about the apprenticeship I've done. So, yeah, really enjoying seeing how a club like Melbourne operates and uh, I'm still getting adjusted. It, yeah. it's, been, it's been a challenge. It's probably been the most, the biggest challenge I've faced in the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, you mentioned there some of the... You literally work with some of the best yeah. coaches in Australian basketball. What are, what are some of the things you've picked up from from them? What are the, the strengths? Oh. Or, what, or what do all of them, if anything, have in common? The, the biggest commonality, coaches? and I speak to all of them, you know, often... I was just with Gorge the other day, and I was with Dino every day, is just you have to find a way to be yourself in the mix of all the madness. And yeah. I know that's a simple saying, but it's just, I think, all of them do an unbelievable job. Scott does a great job here in Tassie of wins, losses, uh, public expectation, fan expectation, uh, of just staying true to who he is. And, um, yeah, that's a, that's a real challenge for a young coach because I've got, like you said, all these great ideas coming from multiple fantastic coaches. Well, what do I believe in? What yeah. do I really... Uh, really like, and I'm, I'm going through that process at the moment of really establishing my own philosophy. Yeah. Jacob Chance is our guest. He's an assistant coach with Melbourne United now, formerly with Sounds the Jack strange. Jumpers. It does sound strange. <laughs> what are you made of the Jack Jumpers from the outside looking in? Obviously a, a completely different looking squad to what you yeah. were with last year, but uh, obviously started the season really well. Yeah, there's some core things there that I didn't expect to change, especially with Scott at the helm. And uh, it was obviously, you know, obviously me stepping away, it was a great transition with Weeksy coming in. And I thought that was the perfect transition to have a player with that group come in. Um, yeah, they're tough. They're, they're, you know, offensively, they've gone to another level this year. I think they're number one in the league, which I know Rothy likes to say defend the island. But at the moment, it's how can you stop them? It's, it's not trying <laughs> to score on them. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's been interesting watching the development of Jordan and Milt. Like their chemistry seems to really come through the screen on the TV, and uh, they really hurt us in Melbourne when we played them. So handling those two is going to be um, yeah a real big challenge for us tonight. And yeah, they've done it. You know, I've always said in this league, chemistry and continuity always wins. And I still look at that group of Steindl, Besto, McDonald, Magne, Krizovic, McVeigh. You know, that core group of Australians that I think play the right way and have really carried them through this early part of the season. Yeah, they do play the right way. Mm. Touched on a little bit there, the defend the island and the culture of the Jack Jumpers mm. is, it's in even two and a half years has become legendary yep. really. But they have they've they've managed to throw in a couple of offensive players and have that real offensive punch, but keep yep. the core group together yep. and and. 
playing as a jack jumper, what that means, yeah. they, they hold on to that tightly, don't they? No, 100%. And, uh, and you're can, a big part of setting that up yeah, as well. Yeah, no, and you can see it. And I think it was all driven. I always go back to when, uh, you know, me and Clint decided to come over here and, and he said, you know, I said, how are you going to shape this place? How, what's going to be your stamp? I know he spent some time with you and he just said, I'm going to be the first guy in every day, every off day. And, and that's going to be my way. I'm not going to be this rah-rah kind of guy. I'm just going to set the tone with my work ethic and how I apply myself to my profession. And uh, I remember the first off day we ever had, it was like, a couple of guys come in. I remember a couple of, oh, Clint's in here early. Like, he's like, what's he doing? And then you get three, four weeks down the track, and then it was just a staple. It's like off days, come in, get your treatment, look after your body, dedicate yourself to your craft. And, and that really set the tone for this for the franchise. And, yep. um, yeah, I look at that, and now what McVeigh's doing, and, and those guys have all really taken it and run with it. And, and as you said, they, they hold on to it, and it helps them win some games. Just on the, the change of roster for the Jackies, obviously Jet did such, Josh Majet for those yeah. listening, um, did a wonderful very, job. Sitting very up. upset about these spreadies. <laughs> he did a great yeah, job yeah, yeah. setting up the culture and on-court leader, obviously, but that change, I guess, bringing Crawford in that scoring yeah. punch now that we've got, a, a yeah. good one, do you think, from the outside yeah, looking in? Yeah, I mean, Josh was fantastic. Uh, the intangibles he brought, he's one of my favourite players I've ever you know, been lucky enough to work with, and um, I, I still remember when we were putting that team together, I was in my living room in Perth, and uh, I was in isolation after finishing with Perth, and, um, yeah, we, we kind of missed out on a, a local point guard that was pretty well documented in Mitch Norton and, and I was like what are, now we need a point guard and we're pretty we weren't one of the local and Josh Majet's name came up and I was like this is a no-brainer for us and we knew the deficiencies we knew you know and he knew them as well but it was like we knew what he could add every day and uh, yeah he was massive um, I was disappointed not to see another NBL team pick him up I, I really thought you look around the league and it's like there's clubs that you know not every five six you don't need guys that can score the ball you need two i think or three um and to have someone like him steady the ship for someone would have been great but well, Jordan, even to set the standard like a, a clean does down here isn't yeah, it like he's, a, yeah. he's clearly a culture person no nah, culture guy just sets the table and yeah i was disappointed but I, i'm excited to see what's next for jet and and your question about crawford yeah he's seems like the perfect piece he seems unselfish he, he plays the right way and uh, they're leading the league right now and kick out threes and, and they generate 60% of unguarded catch and shoot shots and a lot of that's coming from from Jordan Crawford getting his feet in the paint and drawing three or four guys and, and finding the open man which is a uh, yeah, which is a sign of their culture and how they play. Just before we get on to the key matchups and where you can yeah. win and lose the game tonight, you're at my state at 7 o'clock tonight, you're going to have to walk past <laughs> the home bench. How's that going to be, do you And think? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where you did your best work. Yeah. You're going to have to keep going an extra 40 yeah. metres. Well, as long as I don't do... We got to Perth the other week and Luke Travers walked into the wrong room. So as long as, <laughs> I, as, long as I don't do that, I'll be right. But, yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, different. We actually played a... I don't know if you remember, we played that away game here mm. against uh, the Breakers. Mm. and. I mean, they gave us our locker room and stuff for that day, but that was a bizarre experience in yeah. itself. And uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different. I'm I'm really looking forward to sitting on the other side of the fence tonight. It is, I think, one of the best places to play in and, Australia. And, and now you're fun. in opposition team. What yep. what what do the players at Melbourne United talk about? their experiences coming to play here against Tassie. Do they enjoy the atmosphere? Yeah. Do they enjoy Brent's tone <laughs> over the microphone? What's the, yeah. what's the feel? There's been some good stories. There was, a, there was a big playoff game down here, in, I think, in our first year. and um, Yeah, there's some good stories that came from that. I remember talking with Jack White about that at the World Cup. and um, Yeah, no, the, it's the same thing. You go into any hostile environment, it's like, how together can we be? How much can we limit the, the energy plays and the hustle points? And, you know, that message doesn't really change, whether it's Perth or Tassie or going to Adelaide. So, 
uh, they're excited. You know, the, gr the group's pumped, and you want to play in big games like this, especially at this time of year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, looking forward to a good game. Just quickly, because we get to the news, but no Delhi for you. But it sounds like he's mm. on track, which is good news. But you got yep. JLA back, Joe Lawala yep. Chul, so that's a, a massive inclusion. Yeah, yeah, no, Joe's been great. He had a you know rough timing with that injury. It's never nice to not start your season on time. So you know he's done a good job getting back a lot earlier than we expected. And uh, yeah, he'll take a little bit of time easing in. Ariel's been fantastic for us in the centre spot. So yep. um, yeah, looking forward to. Yeah, he embraces these opportunities in these environments, so it should be a good one for him tonight. Great to see you, mate. Good luck tonight. Not, Give us not two too much keys luck. to our listeners. Where's the game won and lost? <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I think what I mentioned before, we, we've got to limit Tassie's penetration tonight and see if we can keep them out of the paint, both Milton, uh, Milton and JC. And if we can do that, we'll, we'll put ourselves in a good spot defensively. And then I think it's the discipline battle. Uh, we used to talk about it playing United when I was with Tassie, and now it's uh, roles reverse. Like, how disciplined can you be for 40 minutes, taking care of the ball and, and, and finishing possessions with rebounds? So, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm looking we'll forward to it. Yeah, thanks for coming in particular on game day, mate. Good no, to see you. Not too nice. much good luck for tonight, though. <laughs> Jacob Jens <laughs> joining guys. us here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Come down and say good day. We're here for the next half an hour. We'd love to see you. We're off to news, sport and weather, though, for you now. We're here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay, SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Friday morning. And a big thanks to Warren here from Chemist Warehouse for having us this morning. Warren, good to see you, mate. Thank you very much. It's good to have you guys here. It's a bit chilly, but um, a good turnout so far. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Tell us what's happening down here, mate. There's plenty going on this morning, but you got some good specials, no doubt, for the customers rolling in this morning. Yeah, so we had our first Christmas um, catalogue commence yesterday. Obviously, around Christmas time, it's all about gift giving and all about fragrances. So, just a few to point out at the moment is Ronaldo's new fragrance, Fearless, for thirty nine ninety nine for the men. Um, for the ladies, Delta Goodrum's new fragrance, Power Intense, at forty nine ninety nine. And for the teenagers and also the young at heart, um, exclusively to us, Harry Potter Golden Snitch Fragrance at nineteen ninety nine. Harry Potter Golden Snitch Fragrance. Sounds, sounds like you. Sounds like up your alley. No, I'll go the Ronaldo, I think. <laughs> yeah, he would too. Um, you got anything for Warren? I'm just going to sit here. Uh, oh, sorry, I missed the start of the segment. What have, what have we covered <laughs> off? I was just running through the car park there. <laughs> oh, goodness what me. What else, Warren? Um, anything else you want to let our listeners yeah, know Yeah, a few other things in the catalogue. Um, obviously, the Level Up Hydration, which is new to Chemist Warehouse. You guys have tried it this morning. Uh, great tasting, you know, oral rehydration It formula. is very, very good. Warren, I've actually, I don't know if you've listened before, but I've been on to Brent a lot about his hydration because he never drinks water. Yep. So this for you, Brent. Yeah, Absolutely it's good. Actually, I actually like that. It's what very you nice. Very nice. Can you have too much of it? Is you it? can. Okay. You can, so you've got to yeah. be careful. Yeah. Can you? Just In balance. moderation. Okay. I don't know that you do enough exercise to warrant having too much of it, though. So. <laughs> this is my third <laughs> sash over this morning. Is that well, too much? Well, you've been much? to the toilet no, about okay. four times. <laughs> um, uh, and probably just the other thing to mention in the catalogue, Swiss Vitamins, half price off recommended retail. Um, that's the other big one at the moment. And good you're here, too, because the Tassie Tigers hockey team in action tonight. We know you're a former state player. Give us the breakdown. Obviously, yeah. the boys are going pretty well at the moment. Yeah, the boys are doing really well, considering the outs they've got. You know, Eddie Ockenen out. You know, arguably the best player, Tasma uh, Tasmania. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and Josh Belt. Part of yourself. I wouldn't go that. I did teach him early on in his career. Um, I'll, I'll lay that claim to fame. But, yeah, you know, their best two players are out, and they're performing well. It's going to be interesting tonight, though. We've got the... Um, Max Larkin, the goalkeeper, that pretty much single-handedly won the game for them last game. He's mm. out as well on national duties. So it'd be a tough contest up there in Brisbane with obviously uh, Matty Wells coaching the Wellsy. Brisbane Good team. Yeah. We were chatting off air before as well. The great thing about the, the Tassie Tigers is 
the fact that they are all pretty much Tasmanian born. It's a rarity these days in yep. professional sports that that happens anywhere, really. Yeah, definitely. Like Tasmania in, in hockey, always we've batted above our average. Yep. Um, it's fantastic the you know how many national players we can produce, and also when we when we play at the national level, uh, how competitive we are against the other states when you compare it to to other sports. Why do you think that is? We, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Mm. Tassie have always produced great hockey players. I think we've got a very close-knit hockey community. You know, especially you look at other sports and it can be an advantage, but it's a disadvantage as well. Everyone for hockey plays in the same spot Yeah. Um, in Hobart, you know, Launceston, Burnie. Um, so everyone knows each other. It's a very strong family atmosphere and a really good community spirit um, and just you know from a from early ages people I think know to, you know recognized um, and they've got those development pathways there well thanks again for having us this morning mate it's been great to be down here just one more time for the listeners what's your best special you gave us a few before but if you're coming in yourself what are you buying this morning I'd be going with the Delta fragrance. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, new fragrance. I think it's her, her fourth or fifth now. Um, Australian, obviously, and exclusive to Chemist Warehouse. So that's going to be a great one for Christmas. Very nice. Protein powders for me, Breno. I always buy them from here. You do? Yeah, best price by a mile. Excellent to hear. The everyday hydration level up too. Exclusive also to Chemist Warehouse, nineteen ninety nine. Good to see you, Warren. Thanks again for having us, mate. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank Essie you. and Tazzy breakfast for a Friday morning. We're going to come back and have a, a deep dive into the NBL tonight. We had Jacob Chance on a moment ago from Melbourne United, but I want to get your thoughts on the big game between Tasmania and Melbourne United later on tonight. We'll also look at the Shield from yesterday and talk a bit more about the hockey next year on SDN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Steindl around at Hurl. Two, three, yes. He's back. He's back. Clint is back. Hesitation. Crawford to the free throw line. He's got it. What an all-round performance from the diminutive star import. And this is him now through the key. Oh, steps around. Come on. The follow from Lee. Golly. Stop it. Marcus Lee with a tip dunk from nowhere. Well, there you go. Some highlights from the Mighty Jack Jumpers, and we now have got a sports update. Thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here, and it is the top of the table clash in the NBL tonight with the Jack Jumpers hosting Melbourne United at My State Bank Arena. Melbourne will be without its star point guard Matthew Delavadova, who is still recovering from a concussion. It's a shame for the Tassie fans. He suffered in round three, of course. The two sides met earlier this month with Tasmania claiming a five-point win after coming back from a thirteen-point fourth-quarter deficit. Of course. You can catch all the action live on SEN from 7 o'clock. Meantime, round five of the NBL started with two upsets last night. Tim Adelaide beating New Zealand over the Dutch. And then we saw Illawarra knock off Cairns up in the gong. So a couple of upsets to start. Uh, Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Can't wait for tonight. I can't believe you're not going. You've not been to a game. This is the third oh, game you won't be at. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a long weekend, Brent. So what? I'm going away. I'm going. I'm going down to Bruny Island. Good on you. I'd love to go. Top of the this table is a clash, game, Tim. I, whether Hobart. or not it was top of the touch, top of the table clash or not, Brent, I would I'd like to go and watch Jack Jumpers and United and Jack Jumpers are the kings of the two. You pencil in. Tell me you'll have it on the television at least. I will definitely have it on the television tonight. Good. Without Good to doubt. Hear. I hope I've got. A TV in the place I'm staying, Brown. I'm not sure, <laughs> Bruni, but we'll wait and see. A few texts in, though. 
We have got a few We've got text scenes. So back to Walsh's comments on the stadium and the funding around it. Yes. We've got a text in here. No name, unfortunately. So it said, so would all the other sporting teams generate the same amount of money that the AFL does or would do? Fair Question point. mark. That's from nobody. Is that a fair point? Well, I think so. I think the funding is based on participation and numbers in the sport, isn't it? So mm-hmm. you're not going to put the same amount of funding that you do into AFL into table tennis, no. for instance. Are you? No. no. So that's not. where his argument's yeah. a little bit flawed. And the other thing is, the stadium's not just about AFL. Whilst it's their home ground, there's, there's a number of sports. We could finish the Tassie Marathon, the Hobart Marathon, you could run into well, Matt Point. I was at the MCG a couple of weeks ago when the Melbourne Marathon was finished. Yeah. It was unbelievable. That, People everywhere. Amazing. It was outstanding. So we could do it for, for running. We could lay a track down and have an athletics meet yep. in there at some stage. I don't know how expensive that would be, Brent. But The only problem was at the G, they had one gate open, Tim. So everyone was coming in and out of one gate. Yep. It was a nightmare. Oh, was it? I'm not sure why they did that, but anyway. And um, another one in. Boys, Hammer and I have had enough. Brent, you are a turncoat. Had the chance to nail Paney on Monday with the deodorant issue, but you chose to side with him. You let let me tell you, he would not have shown you the same leniency. More to come here. That's from Justin. Now, Justin... I thought he was on holidays. Look, Justin, we're here this morning. We're working hard. I don't know where you in are, the but cold. you're not, you're not Our here. Our noses are running. Yeah. So, pull your head in, please. And happy to solve with painting on that issue because it was a disgrace. Absolute <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> to be fair. Hey, let's talk, look at the Sheffield Shield. We spoke about it briefly with Mac Wright earlier. But uh, a tough first day in the Shield for Tassie yesterday. We started well. Two for Did ten we had well. him. And then Joey Burns got going and got 127. He's yep. still there at the moment with Michael Nisa on 51. Interesting um, that, did you think? Michael coming in five. Coming in at number five. Yeah. So well, he can bat. We know that. Well, he can bat. He scored hundreds. He scored some county hundreds as well. But I was Benny actually... McDermott still to come. Well, I was over there yesterday. Brent, and I don't know if I witnessed a bit of insight or not, I'm not sure, but I was chatting to Ben McDermott in the lunchroom and he was next into bat right. with his pads on. Five minutes later, Ness came up the stairs, had a quick chat to him. He was still in his track pants. What's going on Then, here? over here in the corner of the lunchroom, Wade Seckham, the coach, was having what looked like a pretty serious conversation with their captain, James mm. Pearson. Okay. They discussed a bit back and forth. Then Ben McDermott was having a chat with him and mm-hmm. then Michael Ness, who came... Next thing I know, Ness is the next man in. So I don't know if it was a tactical play. Okay. Or Queensland are trying their absolute best to get Michael Neeser a test match. Right. In the all-rounders position. And maybe they've had a conversation with selectors and said, can this guy play as an all-rounder? And they've said, well, he could, but you're batting him too low. So if he's scoring his runs from five, does he then become a more genuine all-rounder? And challenge Cameron Green or a Mitch Marsh for that number six spot. Wow. Interesting. That's the only thing I can think of. Because I'm telling you, an hour before he went out to bat, he was not batting at five. How are you allowed in the lunchroom just out of interest? Oh, I just walked in. <laughs> You're not even part of anything anymore. I walked in, made myself just... a coffee. <laughs> said hello to a few people. Shake a few hands. They, let, they open up the doors. <laughs> um, but they're in a very strong position, Queensland. Tassie yeah. obviously won the toss, put them in. Thought the wicket would probably do a bit more than it is. But this early season, Brent, from what I'm told, I'm no expert on grass, but what I'm told <laughs> is the grass early season at Bell Reeve isn't as thick, although it looks okay. quite like there's a lot of green grass on that wicket. If you were watching it on KO or on the live feed yesterday, the grass itself is quite 
immature. It's quite, okay. It's not very thick, and instead of it sort of grabbing hold of the seam and nipping around, it tends to just skid off. So maybe it played a bit better than what we expected, or maybe Joe Burns and, and Jack Clayton and Michael Knees have played really well as well. But, yeah, certainly a really important first hour for the Tigers this morning. They need to get a couple of wickets, otherwise they're looking at another big few days in the field like they had in Perth. Absolutely. Uh, let's quickly talk about the WBBL2. Another disappointing game from the Hurricanes over in Perth. A second matchup against the Scorchers inside a week. Yep. And, and but it actually was better than what it could have been because we were six for about 50 at one stage yeah. and ended up posting a half-decent score. Naomi Stalenberg with a half-century did really well. Lise Villani in her first game did well off the top as well. But just uh, unfortunately, they just, they're just too good, Perth, I think. They are very the good. Day. Mm. They are very good. But I, I, I think we'll get better. Yep. Um, as you said, Villani was back in. We'll hopefully get Nicola Carey back in in the next game or two. I think she's recovering yep. from maybe a slight um, quad strain, so hopefully we get her back. You get two good players back into a T20 side, it can make a huge difference. So um, better performance than game one mm-hmm. in game two, which is positive. We keep getting better game by game, and hopefully all you got to do is make the top four. And they've got uh, another game this afternoon against the Adelaide Strikers at Allen Border Field. It doesn't get any easier. No. The not against champs. your mob. They're, they, Who are you going for this afternoon? I'm going for the... Absolutely, I'm on the strikers. <laughs> oh, but it's a tough game for the Hurricanes because they are a very good team yeah, as well. They are. They're yeah. a really strong team. They've been playing really well. So um, the Hurricanes, tough start. But if you look at actually who they've played, they've mm. probably played... They've played Perth twice. It was one of the best teams. And now they're playing Adelaide. Yep. So the first three games, while you might be three and zip, you then get some games in the next four or five games that you should win. And you can turn your season around pretty quickly. All right, we're here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Had a great morning so far. Still a little bit of time to get down here. We've got about 10 minutes left of the show this morning, so come on down and say g'day. We're off to our final break, though, and coming back to wrap up the show next year on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Friday morning. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Winding our show up here from Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. It's been a great, fun morning. Before we go, though, it's time for our Toast of the Week. Thanks to 9-11, your local bottle shop, and, of course, choose to drink wise. And this morning, Tim, we toast Chemist Warehouse and Warren Lucas for hosting us here today. It has been great fun. Very hospitable. Absolutely. We've got plenty of gifts ourselves. Got some more level up (laughs) here that I've managed to wrangle out of them. We've had plenty of giveaways. Banjos have been fantastic they as well. They have too, thanks Plenty to Banjos. Plenty of free coffees and pastries. Definitely. Been very, very lucky this morning. Who, uh, what are we toasting them well, with? Well, the Roku Gin, which you would have heard throughout the show via our live read. Oh. And it's a Japanese gin with sweet floral aromas that blend into scents of citrus and tea. And, of course, choose to drink wise, as I mentioned. So, so you read that out really well. I really struggled with that line this morning, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> you struggle with reading full stop, Tim. It's a Japanese gin with sweet floral aromas. Aromas. Now, quickly, let's go back to your SCN yes. Rebel 11. Gary and Sam, they picked their team, yes. left a few of us out, and we're unhappy. I've come up with Hills's flooded the idea of the Rebel team. I've picked it, Hills, and here <laughs> it is. I'll go through it again. Payne, Barat, Jeeves, Healy, Gaze, Collins, Copeland, O'Keefe, Fleming, Bollinger, Hogg, and Matty Reid is the 12th man. We will absolutely destroy that team <laughs> that they picked anywhere, anytime, name the time and place. I'm flat. I'm not in there. I could have bought a lot, I thought, but maybe I could carry the drinks. No, Matty Reid's oh, carrying Matty the Reed's drinks. Yeah, he's too. We, 13th man? You would be not a bad team manager. Yeah, I could do that. That's your, do more, that. more your role. Mm. 
You should get that happening. Until we can get, get you into a... BFT and get you a bit fitter, a yeah. bit stronger, you're unavailable for selection. Well, speaking of that, we've talked about having a one-on-one basketball game because if there's any it's going to happen. I could get you at its basketball, I reckon. That's what you think. Well, so. we've been doing the TikTok challenge. We've been taking mm-hmm. on other people, but we think next it's time for us to go head-to-head. Yes. We're going to go to Swisher, I believe, go one-on-one. On one. I can't wait. And then once I've done taking you down, I'm going to take SEN's other <laughs> basketball expert who thinks he can play, David Lithgow, and I'm going to destroy him as well. <laughs> and then once I'm done with that, I'm going to take Hamish on at fencing, <laughs> if he shows up. I thought that was Monday. Well... I've laid the challenge down to him 15 times, (laughs) live on air, so people can hear it, but he will not bring his stuff. Quick show coming up Monday, back in the studio. We're going to have one of the Aussie Diamonds netballers join us, which is going to be fantastic. When's that game on? Uh, That's on Sunday, the first one, then another one on Tuesday. We're going to have Mm -hmm. also Tim Harcourt join us, who's all across the economics of the Tassie AFL team. But that's it from us here at Chemist Warehouse in Sandy Bay. Thanks to Warren and the team for having us here today. Thanks to Banjos as well for their support. See you Monday. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone.